Thank you for tuning in to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. You're about to hear a live sermon, which was recorded at our 11 a.m. contemporary service. We are thrilled to share it with you. Thank you for listening. Well, we are so glad you're here on Christmas Eve. We wish you and your family and your friends a Merry Christmas. Let us listen now to the word, the Lord from Luke 2, verses 1 through 14. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinus was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this great mystery of Easter. We thank you that you have welcomed us here tonight. We pray that we might peek in over the edge of that manger and witness the glory of the Lord that we might come to trust and receive the grace and love that you offer us in your son, Jesus. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be be pleasing in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever had someone make room for you? Several years ago, I was at my in-law's house for Thanksgiving. Right when we were about to sit down for dinner, the doorbell rings. There were some friends who wanted to drop by. So they were welcomed in, and, and so they're kind of hanging out. And, but the dinner was served, and it got kind of awkward because there were no seats available around the table. And so I think th- these visitors didn't know if they should leave or stay. And so as they're kind of wondering to themselves, we hear my mother-in-law scream from the kitchen, Get the leaf! Get the leaf! Get the leaf! And I look you know, my in-laws, and I'm like, I'm not going outside to get a leaf. It's too cold. And then suddenly, my mother-in-law comes into the dining room with this long board, and it's the same color as the dining room table. And she pulls the dining room table open, and there's a spot, there's a hole, and it's the exact size as this board. And she puts it down, And then there's room for everyone. And she says, Jeff, that's a leaf. (laughs) There was room for everyone because we had a leaf to put in the table. 
Friends, Christmas is the time of year that we remember that in Jesus Christ, God has made room for us. The question is, will we make room for him? Many of us have heard this Christmas story so many times that that it's become mundane. We've forgotten how astonishing it is. This is an astonishing story. This engaged couple, Mary and Joseph, they're going to Bethlehem, traveling to register for the census. Mary is with child, and she really could give birth at any moment. And so they go to Bethlehem to be registered. And she's thinking it might be getting close. And so Joseph realizes, we need to find somewhere to stay. So they ask the official who's running the census, they say, do you know somewhere we could stay? And they said, you totally need to go stay at the Bethlehem Inn. It's down around the corner. It's great. It's got great conditions. So they go, they walk, and he's, Joseph's getting kind of nervous. Because I don't know if you've ever been around like a woman who's about to give birth, but it can be a tense situation. And so Joseph's getting kind of anxious, and he goes in. But right before he goes in, he sees in the window, no vacancy. So he goes in, and he he sees the the clerk, and he says, I really, really need a room for the night. The clerk says, we're all full. No vacancy. Read the sign. Joseph says, no, no, I really need, I really need a room. Clerk says, there are no rooms. Now, the clerk was kind of a jerk because when Joseph shows that it's his wife who's pregnant, the clerk still says, we don't have any rooms. But we do have a stable around back. You can go back there and see if there's maybe somewhere you can stay. So they go around back to the stable. Luckily, the shepherds are out, so there's room. And so he he lays Mary down. It's getting close, and there, in the stable, she gives birth to a baby. And Joseph and Mary wrap him in swaddling clothes, and Joseph is looking around saying, where can I I put this newborn baby? He has an idea. He sees a feeding trough, and he runs over to it, and he brushes out the straw. He brushes out the feed, and then they take this little baby And they use this manger, this feeding trough, as a crib, and they set the baby down in it. The Son of God is born in a stable, in a manger. There's the only place that will make room for Jesus is in the stable. This this baby, the Son of God, is not born in a fancy hotel or in a a high-rise hospital. Not born in an inn, he's born in a stable, put in a manger. You see, this this baby is low maintenance. He doesn't need a palace, he doesn't need antiseptic sheets, he doesn't need central air. All he needs is a little room in a stable and a little manger. The baby still asks us, will you make a little room in the stable of your heart for me? Jesus doesn't need a lot of space. He just asks that you make a little room for him. The fact that God would come in the form of a child, a baby, just is astonishing. It blows our minds. 
This is not the way the world usually works. This is not how we conceive of greatness and power and success. This is not how the kings and queens of the world operate. Most of us are taught and conditioned to believe bigger is better. Strength is better than weakness. Power overcomes powerlessness. But this is one of the astonishing claims of Christmas. God is so strong that he can become weak. God is so powerful that he can become a baby. God is so loving that he chooses not to remain distant but comes close nearby us. This is not the way the powers of the world work. The great Swiss theologian Karl Barth really insightfully saw this, maybe the greatest theologian of the 20th century. He had the insight to stand up to Nazi Germany and Hitler. And for many reasons, he saw it early on because he recognized this point. He says this, What marks out the true God above all false gods is that they, i.e. the false gods, are not capable and ready for this. In their otherworldliness and supernaturalness and otherness, the gods are a reflection of human pride, which will not unbend, which will not stoop to that which is beneath it. But God is not proud. In his high majesty, he is humble. It is in this high humility that he speaks and acts as the God who reconciles the world to himself. It's God's high humility that he comes as a baby in a manger. It's God's high humility that he comes close and does not remain distant. It, it's, he's so powerful and so humble that he can, he can become weak, weak as a baby. This is the profound paradox of Christmas. God's strength is seen in becoming weak. That's the meaning of the manger. Luke mentions it three times, the only place in the New Testament we hear of a manger. He wants you to see the mystery and the miracle in the manger that the great God of heaven can come and become a baby. This is the paradox of Christmas. Guess who else understands the paradox of Christmas? King James. King LeBron James? Listen to this. Back in 2016 in the NBA Finals, gets to game seven. Cleveland Cavaliers are playing the Golden State Warriors. Now, you got to remember, LeBron has gone back to Cleveland to his hometown, and he's promised what we might call a miracle to bring a championship to Cleveland. And in game seven of the finals, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving are on fire. They each score 40 points, respectively. And in the fourth quarter, Kyrie is especially on fire. He cannot miss. So then with about a minute left, Ty Lu, the coach, calls a timeout. And they go over to the bench, and it's a close game. And if you rewatch it, and if you pay close attention, you'll see that LeBron gets his coach's attention. And then he makes kind of a nod like this. And what he's doing there is he's saying, I don't want to take the shot. Let Kyrie take the shot. It's really amazing. He says he makes room for someone else. He defers to the man who's on fire. He says, I, I am so strong. I can become weak. I can make room for someone else. And you know what happens. Kyrie comes out 
takes the shot, makes a three-pointer. Cavaliers win. There LeBron is celebrating with tears of joy coming down his face. He knew that he could show his strength in becoming weak and making room for someone else. Michael Jordan wouldn't do that. <laughs> but he, he could become weak for someone else, making room for someone else. This is true greatness, to be so strong that you can become weak, to be so powerful that you can become small, to be so great that you can make room for someone else. God has made room for us in Jesus Christ. This is the miracle and the mystery of Christmas. This is the, the Christmas message. And so now we are called to make room for him, to make room for God, and to make room for one another. It's the message of Christmas. I remember over 30 years ago, a special Christmas when we welcomed my little brother into our family. You see, my mom couldn't have kids anymore, but my parents still, they still wanted another child. And so we entered into the adoption process. It took months and years of praying until we found a match. And my brother came to live with us. But I remember that first Christmas, I was a little worried. Would there be room for him? Would he take my presence? Would there be room at the table? Would there be food to go around? What would our family be like? Would there be enough room to have him as a part of our family? I was surprised by what happened. By welcoming him in, we actually became closer as a family. There was more love shared between us. As we made room for him, we became more tightly knit as a family. And guess what? There were more presents. You see, we had to give him presents, and he had to give us presents. Win, win. In making room for him, Christmas was better than I could have ever hoped or imagined. And friends, 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ came to make room for us. And so tonight, he stands at the door of our lives asking to come in. The question is, when will he be like that innkeeper and say, I'm sorry, there's no room tonight? Or will we be like those shepherds coming in, peering over the manger, looking in at the miracle that the God of the universe would come in flesh as a baby? Will we open our lives making room for God and making room for one another. This is the mystery. This is the message of Christmas. Let us come and worship him this Christmas. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this miracle, this mystery, that you did not remain far off but came close to us. You gave up your strength. You were so powerful that you could become weak. We thank you. We pray that we might trust you and celebrate your birth of your son this Christmas. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the RPC Sermon Series podcast. If you'd like more info about Roswell Presbyterian Church, check out our website at roswellpres.org.